Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this today because we had some good takeaways from a business aspect Yeah. for the tactical games. And now we're going to talk about the the games themselves and workouts and equipment and gun, yeah. right? Is that yeah. what we're going to talk about? Yeah, well, we're going to turn today? the tables. You uh, asked me questions yesterday. I'll switch it on you. No, um, I want to no. ask the questions. Yeah, I... <laughs> we'll just, um, yeah, we'll just chat it out. And then today's kind of a crossover episode. So uh, Cash Calf, and then I'll post it on Cracking Fitness. Nice. And um, That's awesome. we're just going to talk about tactical games and yeah, you've fitness had... and shooting. I listened to, on your Cracking Fitness podcast this last week, I listened to your interview with Britton. Yeah, and then all that was about the tactical games, and then also Jake Jake Hepner, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. yeah, those were both really good. And so, actually, there were some points that I was like, "Oh, cool. I should have listened to this oh, before." That's awesome. So there's this uh, a lady. <clears throat> uh, her name's Calarina, hmm. and she's from Florida. Um, massive CrossFitter. <laughs> she probably thought I was going to say she's massive. Um, very jacked, very yeah. strong. Yeah. Um, Miss Notorious One is hmm. what she's on Instagram. She's going to come on and, and chat about. Oh, cool. And so, so she does CrossFit and tactical games. Yeah. Oh, cool. And she's, and I think she's a chiropractor. She's just kind of a high level person in general. Was that the one? Was she at Utah? She wasn't. No, we were. <clears throat> um, I was just Instagram messaging, messaging her, and she wanted to get out there but uh-huh. couldn't. Uh, I believe I could be speaking out of turn, but I think she's doing Oregon. Okay. And you know she's back east, so probably does a lot back there. There's a lot of tactical games back east. Yeah, I know. I was noticing that. I wish they had more out here. Yeah. But someone told me it was ranges. It was the issue was ranges. Yeah, there's actually ranges. a lot of ranges back east because there's not as much oh, land. Because we just go shoot wherever. We yeah, want. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which makes it really bad for the metal detectors. I'm trying to think. Maybe I ought to. We ought to. We ought to. We ought to uh, buy. I wonder how many acres you'd need. I mean, the Rexburg one would work. Yeah. I mean, it's a good enough facility. I think that it would work. Yeah, we need to talk, um, talk to him about a skirmish. It would. Yeah, and they. I was looking at that. It's funny because. Previous to us going down, I was like, yeah, I just want to go down and have fun and hang out, you know? So I didn't yeah. really look at a lot of the information. Yeah. And then now I'm like diving in and looking at all awesome. of it because it was cool. But there is a ton of skirmishes, I noticed. Yeah. Too. A lot of them. Well, in one day, you know, we you kind of hold back that first day because you know that, okay, I do. I hold back the first day because I know I'm going to be competing the next day. Yeah. One day skirmish. Yeah, you, you just, just go, go all out. Lay it all out. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be fun. It would be a lot of fun. And less of a production to have to go down and stay for four yeah. days. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, very true. Like you go, to, you could probably drive down the night before or drive down that night and, you know, do like a one hotel room type, one yeah. night hotel stay kind of thing. And I don't cool. Know, but so I was noticing <clears throat> on, you know, that. Um, the there was that girl that was in front of us at the the shooting one the the aggregate is that what it was the aggregate oh yeah um so she told me to remember it by her name is <laughs> um corona karina her name is karina i think she won yeah, I think she did. That's awesome. I was like looking through the pictures and I was like, oh, like, hey, we talked to her. That's way cool. Yeah. Oh, and so then, she's going to be on as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good. In just a couple of weeks. That's awesome. And then uh, the guy that I judged the whole time. Yeah. You know, because we, it's, that was, and we can maybe talk about that a little bit later, but the the guy that I judged the whole time got second in our division. He, he got so second really cool. because 
you were his judge and you were pushing him along. So you were well, mo- you were motivating to him. So that was the one of the big, the cool, not one of the, I mean, one of many cool things that I noticed while we were down there. You know, you go through and you compete and then you have to stick around and you're the judge and not necessarily the judge, but you might be timing them, but you're making sure that they do everything correctly. Yeah. So you do that for the next group. Yeah. And so... But really, you're competing against each other, you know? But, like, every time that I would get ready to go, the guy that was judging me would come up, and he's like, hey, like, scoot the weights up just a little bit so you can grip onto them easier to put them on your sled, you know? Or, like, you know, just giving me little little, uh, hints or whatever to try to do better. That's cool. And so, you know, which I I did it with my guy too, you know, cheering them on and and Mm -hmm. trying to keep them amped and stuff. And so you're competing against each other, but you're, you get into it and you want those people to perform really good. Like it's just a cool community to see, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Definitely sportsmanship shows itself there. Mm -hmm. Like just, well, it would also be really weird to try to sabotage the guy that you're judging. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was cool. It was also cool um, doing that. We've never done it before. Oh, you had never judged Mm -mm. before like that? Nope. They've had enough judges in the past, at least the ones that I've been to, that there's just judges there. But I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, I, you know, it gets you. And it's cool because those guys were awesome. Like, I don't know who they are. I should have got their name and their contact info or whatever, you know, and just, but you don't really think about that when you're getting ready to go and when you just got done competing you you're know, also but, but they're just cool guys they're on the three two one go mm-hmm. and so you can watch people fumble a little bit you know standing back behind the line yeah you don't see it as much but that go and all of a sudden you know they get the 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 fidgets and the i mean i did too mm-hmm. it's it's cool yeah. it's interesting yeah, it was fun to, it was fun the, i think the key is practice oh yeah for sure for sure dry fire get under time just have a beep. I mean, there's no beeps there, but just that, like, well, I guess there was in the aggregate. That was one that I picked up on in the Jake Hepner interview Yeah, that I know would have helped me before had I gone and practiced that. Yeah. Because I had never shot competitively until me and Matt went down to a USPSA match, like, three weeks ago, maybe, something like that. Yeah. And it was great, too. But... I think that was the only time that I had shot with a timer or yeah. beeper or whatever, you know, and all of those targets, it was two shots to the brown targets. So my in my mind, I had the timer goes off, it's two shots to the brown target. Well, I did that on that one, yeah. and it disqualified me three targets on that, you know, yeah. because it was supposed to be single, 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 single. It is so anyway. single, single, well, double. Yes, yeah. And that, yeah, so yeah. maybe I should explain. So it, yeah. for people that are listening, so there was three targets set up in front of us, uh, silhouette targets, different distances, like probably five yards, seven yards, 10 yards, something like that. And you're standing in a box, and then there was a box kind of on the other side of the, you know, like 10 feet away to the side of us. You had to start off with your rifle and shoot one shot in the head so you start closest one shot next one one shot the furthest one two shots to the head and then back to the middle one one shot 
the other one one shot. Yeah. And then you would switch over to the other box, handgun, and then it was one to the chest, same yeah. same sequence. But I messed I messed it up big time, so I shot two to the head, and then it threw me off for the rest of them, so I ended up getting, I think it was, I can't remember how, how they said they were going to score it, but it... It ended up giving me a forty-seven percent out of a hundred on yeah. that match, so I failed it, you know. And so, just I mean, a little you bit got of half that. the shots. Yeah, well, and all the shots were great. Yeah, I was like, shoot, if I would have yeah. actually got a score on that, yeah, then you know, it it, it would have been because it was the simplest thing yeah. there. You know, it was a it was five fun. to ten yard shot. My judge, I guess, same judge lady, she walked up and she goes, "That sucks." I'm like, "Wait, what sucks?" She went. You thought head the whole time, didn't you? So I went <laughs> rifle, rifle, or sorry, head, 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 uh-huh. head, head. And then with the pistol that's supposed to be chest, uh-huh. head, head, head. So, I mean, the silhouettes were dead. Yeah. The nice thing is at, at least there were more shots in the head. Like I got 100% on the head. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Because they couldn't differentiate really yeah. between the, the rifle and the pistol shots. Yeah. And it almost sounds morbid when we're saying head. It's yeah. just a silhouette. It's just target. a target. It's yeah. just cardboard. Yeah, and it's actually not even a head on the on the cardboard. It's nope, just it's a, a square. A square. Yeah. We should say upper square for yeah. all the sissies but, out there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, it is what it is. But it's interesting too, uh-huh. looking at how all of those little things add up. You know, that docked each of us 25 to 30 points. Yeah. If we would have done even decent on that and got, you know, 20, the extra, an extra 20 or 25 points on that, it would have bumped us up almost to the top 10 or, yeah. or in the top 10, you know. That's so, pretty cool. So it was, it's interesting how all of those little things, a little bit of time here and a, a little bit of good shooting here and everything, just it all adds up, especially when you're doing eight events over two days. Yeah. Which, crosses over to business and to fitness the little things add up yeah like i'm sorry i just burped no, the little didn't. things add up into burping <laughs> um the c4 no the uh all the little things you know how you're sleeping <clears throat> how you're eating how you're recovering how you're working out it all works out to how fit are you yep you know i was i could have been a lot fit i could have run a lot more i mean we can kind of get into programming mm-hmm. i can look through these workouts and be like oh Yep, that's a problem for me. That's not a problem for me. And and then programming it to overcome those weaknesses. And that's really what all of this ends up being is what weakness is the greatest. Like in that Jacob Hepner interview, he's like, it was shooting. Fitness is not my problem. Went mm-hmm. to the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Shooting. So he dry fires a lot. That was his weakness. He's tackling it. He's starting to move up in you know, the leaderboards. It's cool. Yeah. And we just, on that... On for me a lesser level, just need to do the same thing. Only I need to run more and shoot more and be stronger. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the cool thing about it is just there's different. So you have you know there's guys that are everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. You know, yeah. it's like when you're flipping through a video game, different characters and some have a ton of speed, but yeah. they give up a little bit of strength or whatever. You know, like everybody's like that because everybody's on a different level, but it's not one thing. It's a combination of things that are going to, that those guys are 
going to yeah. win that. You know, yeah. there's there's a shooting element, there's a strategy element, and being able to, you know, think through things and remember exactly how the workout goes and not make mistakes on that. And then there's a, a strength and endurance fitness am- yeah. uh, aspect. aspect yeah. You know. Uh, and uh, maybe a smaller part, but something that's so important is your gear and knowing your gear. Mm-hmm. And you know, semi-quality gear. Like if something fails you, you know, your scope falls off because you didn't mount it right. Yeah. That's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. You know, deal. so being familiar with your gear and then everything that you said. And I would say gear is probably a smaller one. Yeah. So maybe do you want to split it up kind of on, we could talk about strength, talk about shooting and talk yeah. about gear or something like that. It'd be kind of yeah. Fun. I've kind of wanted to break down each of those and talk to you about them as well, just so that we can, yeah. so I can figure out where I need to do better for the next one. Yeah. So um, what I like about the tactical games is that it is mixed modal work. So when you're talking modal, uh, meaning kind of say farmer carries and running, they're different because one on the farmer carries, you've got a load on your body and you're loaded from the lower neck, the shoulders down. And it's the strength aspect. Well, then you go run or whatever you do. Let's say it's just farmer carries and running. It's very different than doing just farmer carries or just running. And there's really not a lot of just strength in the tactical games because it's you know it's tactical. You need to be moving, moving your body uh, over long distances. And so it doesn't really matter like what we won rep max. The deadlift doesn't really matter let's say you deadlift 600 pounds doesn't matter if you can't lift 200 pounds and walk at 30 meters yeah you know so that strength is important but i would say it's 40 percent, and then mixing with cardiovascular you know that mixed modal work that i mean it's crossfit functional fitness Mm -hmm. being able to do that and then shoot so there's a lot to it. That's what's fun about it. Do you think, because that was one thing I noticed, like, especially on the first, our very first one out of the gate, you know, like, because you think, well, the, I mean, the workouts are tough, but they're not extreme. Like, it's nothing yeah. that, that you're going to do any different than in the a CrossFit gym here. Yeah. You know, similar stuff. So um, I'm like, okay, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like, yeah. fitness was, was good. I got to the first shooting round and like I was all over the place because of that you know what I mean like it's one thing to shoot and practice standing still and hanging out with your buddies out in the desert it's another thing to be winded you know strain your arms or your legs or whatever and and sit down and shoot do you think that it's more uh do you so maybe this would be a like a a heart rate cardio thing but do you think it makes more difference to have that cardio to be able to be more confident and stable in a shooting condition or do you think that the strength portion of it gets muscles into shape better for that or a combination of both or what do you think well i think you have to it's very individualized in the fact that you've got to hold yourself back enough that you can shoot well and you could go all out on any on the run or or whatever it is and you come back to shooting and it's just, you just can't. Yeah. So something that when I was talking with uh, Jacob Hepner, he said that he used to do a lot of kind of mixed modal stuff with shooting. 
And he thought that that's how he needed to train. What he really found is my fitness is on point or it's, you know, at least his fitness is on point. Mm-hmm. And then he needed to work on shooting so he could just work on static shooting drills. Well, the difference in Jacob Hepner and me is that uh, I need to work on fitness and I need to work on shooting. So I actually think for me, uh, doing both is great. You know, once a month, once every couple of weeks, go out, do some kettlebell swings and some shooting and some sled drags and some air squats with shooting. I think it's really important because you also want to learn where that heart rate is going to push you over the edge. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a lot easier than to push it over the edge than Jacob Hebner. And he also understands from a competitive CrossFit standpoint or competitive athlete standpoint where that is. Mm-hmm. So he can, he knows so much better than probably anybody in that field. This is my point. Anything past this, I'm going to shoot really bad because I'm heart rates up. I'm winded. My hands are all over the place, but he can kind of hold that back. And if we saw something this weekend too, last weekend, it was that you have to shoot. You know, someone, like, I might beat someone in the fitness portion, but if they shoot better than me, they win. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It, and that's what's so much fun about it, is you can't just focus. That's what drew me to CrossFit. That's what draws me to the to the tactical games, is it's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not It's not just... A, and, and it's fun because you can... If it was just fitness, it would be hard for me to go and compete and be, and do decent because it would attract, you know, like that would be the focus. Well, when you break it up and you have strategy shooting and fitness, it changes the landscape big time. You know, you can sure like there was guys down there that were just ripped. Like you look at some of those guys and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that guy's going to work us over on his arms were the size of my quads. Yeah. Huge. But, but they're still, you know, to be honest, guys that didn't have huge muscle mass mm-hmm. did better just because they're not having to, they're not having to, uh, energize all that muscle yeah. the whole time, yeah. you know, and like, that, like all the guys on the leaderboard or like yeah. on the podium, I was looking through pictures, none of them are all that jacked, Mm-mm. but they're, you know, they are strong. Yep. They have, you know, very good cardio, I'm sure, you yeah. know, and then they can shoot. Yeah. You know, but it was just interesting that a lot of guys that were just huge, I mean, amazing to see how, Oh, absolutely. I mean, just incredible physique. And they probably put in a lot of work with working those muscles, getting those muscles larger and then cardio. They're Mm -hmm. probably doing both very separate. It's not that mixed modal work. So, you know, they can grab those farmer carry handles like they're nothing yeah. they, you know they could deadlift it a hundred times it's all good mm-hmm. but as soon as you start to have to walk with it get that heart rate going then all of a sudden it's it's different you know the best thing they could do from an individualized standpoint is just look hey what's my weaknesses okay well i i've split up cardio and i've split up weightlifting i've got to add them a little bit together mm-hmm. and mine's kind of the opposite i need to go run more you know if there's anything i was like looking at the hills. I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk up the hills. I'm going to run down the hills. And then I would just jog down the hills straight up. If I ran more, I'd do much better. Yeah. So I came in and ran. Well, and mine, well, and mine was lifting. Like if, you know, if, if my takeaway was go, 
go lift more, you know, go yeah. do more CrossFit type stuff, you know. And so. one cool thing about the tactical games is, one, if you're going to buy a belt and a gun and a vest, buy a little bit extra and get a sandbag and a farmer carry handle. Yeah. You know, got about everything. You have just about everything, mm-hmm. you know. You come into a CrossFit gym or a functional fitness gym and there's ski ergs and rowers and squat racks and all this stuff. But then you go to the tactical games and it's things you'd see in real life in an actual battle. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had to grab something and drag it. Maybe that's a person. Maybe that's a, a target, what it, you know, whatever it is. Um, even when we go shooting, you know, you got to take the targets out there. Like it, it's all, uh, it's all relevant. I was thinking too, just grab a cinder block. Absolutely. A lot of that stuff you could yep. do with a cinder block Yeah, and throw it up over a bar and get yourself up over a bar, you know, yeah. like that's. I've programmed an old wall, you know, an old freestanding wall somewhere and jump up over that wall a hundred times or whatever, you know, I mean, I've programmed workouts for people and, uh, it's grab something heavy and go three miles. Yeah. Like, well, what, what do I need to grab that's heavy? I don't know. Something heavy. Well, how do I carry it? However you need to carry it. You know, like it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's actually something that would probably be beneficial to everybody is grab a cinder block and, and go three miles. You don't have to run. You don't have to just walk. And you're going to notice really quick that you're going to hold it kind of like a farmer carry and that arm's going to get tired. You're going to carry it on the other side. That arm gets tired. You're eventually going to put it up on a shoulder. You're going to figure out ways to carry it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a lot stronger. That's what I actually did on my run is I actually just took the sling completely, like took my rifle completely oh, cool. off. And, but same thing, I'd have to run in my right arm and left yeah. arm and all that. And I probably burned out my arms doing that. I don't know, but it was, you know, but yeah. doing that yeah, would get in oh, shape for that. Yeah. I, mean, I was, I was putting, uh, boards up today, just framing our house and my arms are getting tired. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. My arms are getting tired. I'm, I'm getting better at this. And that's something that I think, well, I've never thought about really in the past or at least before 10 years ago is uh, everything we do can get us stronger if we allow it to Mm -hmm. or make us weaker, I guess. Like when I was younger, we had a ton of lava rock. You know, I grew up farming. And so um, we spent so much time moving lava rock, you know, you pick it up and move it into a bucket and stuff. But you grab it the exact way you grab those big, heavy sandbags to get them up over that bar. I'm like, man, that's just... Go pick rock. That's all you need to do, and you'd be ready for that one. Like, there's so many real-life examples that you can use for for fitness to get ready to that for that kind of stuff and and to stay in shape. That's cool. Have you heard of Rich Froning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he won the CrossFit Games. Mm -hmm. I read his book. I remember. It was was a really good book, yeah. It might be in the book, then. He says his parents used to give him jobs, like go move those fence posts over to the other side of the lawn or whatever. And he'd do it, and then they'd say, okay, we don't want him there. You can put him back. <laughs> and uh, he's like, it sucked at the time, but we made it fun. And uh, he didn't say this, but then he won the CrossFit Games five times, mm-hmm. however, however mm-hmm. many. Um, and kind of was just naturally fit off the get-go. Yeah. And it was because of that worth ac- yeah, work ethic, exactly. probably. Probably naturally fit because his parents made him do a lot of fence post moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah, that's what what I like about the tactical games, and I've said it, I've said it um, several times, but just that it is everything. You know, you could be super fit, you could be Jacob Hepner, 
and you're not going to win it. You could be some really good shooter and you're not going to win it. Mm-hmm. You could be a strong man and you're not going to win it. You could be an endurance athlete and you're not going to win it. You've got to be all of it. Yeah. Well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool. So from, uh, <clears throat> from an endurance standpoint, cause we talked a little bit about strength and I guess what I said there maybe didn't, it's not really all about strength. It's got to be mixed modal. It's got to be moving heavy loads over distances. That's the strength. Then, well, with that, we want to think progressive overload. So if you're going to deadlift farmer carried handles, which we've used a lot as examples, um, make it light in the beginning. And then each week add a little bit of weight until it gets heavy and then cut it back a little bit and then add more weight until it's really heavy and then cut it back. Just that progressive overload with some pullback to allow our muscles to recover. Mm -hmm. Um, Then from an endurance standpoint, people used to think a lot of long, slow distance. So long run, slow, go over a long distance. Yeah. It's, it's really not, um, scientific in any way. They just thought, well, if I'm going to run a marathon, I need to go run a lot of marathons. Really? We should be sprinting a lot Mm -hmm. with a lot of recovery in between. And then your running is just going to get faster. Yeah. So I ran 30 minutes this morning and I was like, nah, I probably should have sprinted. And then, but at, for me to run 30 minutes is actually a feat. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was just a, here on the yeah. assault runner with the vest on. Nice. But, um, what I should have done was sprint, rest, sprint, rest, do a couple pull-ups, sprint, rest, mixed modal. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. And that's what I kind of need to do is some more of the mix type stuff. You know, I run quite a bit and like every day for the most part when I can. And, and so I, that's what I need to, that's what I like to do. And so I do it because I enjoy that. But as far as from a a competing standpoint, you know, that's what I need to, to do is do more of the strength, you know, mix it up. When it shifts to competitive, you have to just find your weaknesses and tackle them. Yeah. So if a weakness was strength, then it's, you, then you break it down. You go through the workouts and you go, okay, or the battles. And you go, okay, the sandbags were difficult. It's time to start lifting a lot of sandbags. Getting up and over that yoke was difficult. It's time to make that yoke two inches higher and yeah. and set a... Overtrain a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Over Overtrain as far as the difficulty goes. Don't overtrain um, yes. your body. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like one thing that I, and where I was kind of, where I went with that as far as thinking is like when I run and I don't do this so much anymore just cause I, I try to run as many hills as I can. But when I was starting and I was having a hard time running hills, I would find a very small incline. Or if I was running on a treadmill, I would incline it just a little bit. Cause in my yeah. brain, I'm like, Oh, it's still just flat. Yeah. But it's amazing how a little bit of an incline can really work your body without you knowing that you're doing it that much, you know? Yeah. And so it's kind of a trick that you can do. So raise the bar an extra couple inches. Yeah. It's not a big enough difference that you're going to think it's that much harder. But then when you go to the tactical games and you do one two inches lower, it's just that much easier to do. And yeah. you can do it a lot harder. I don't know. Yeah. What you said about the hill it also applies to business <laughs> and to, to fitness. Yeah. So... You know, you think, I just raised it a little tiny bit. It's barely incline. 
what happens 30 minutes later? You're a thousand feet higher in the air. Yeah. You know, just that little tiny. Well, we talked about the, the power of marginal gains, yeah. you know, and that's all it is. Yep. We can do it in fitness. We can, you know, instead of, instead of doing a, you know, a whatever weight sandbag, do one yeah. five pounds heavier. You're not yeah. going to, you know, like, or maybe two pounds heavier or exactly. a pound heavier, yep. you know. Or your vest, you know, 15-pound vest, make it a 16-pound vest, 17, and then take those two pounds out. Yep. It's a hu- it's huge. And I think I told you I've lost, a well, now it's about 16 pounds since December. Mm-hmm. So when I was at 14 pounds, I started wearing the vest a lot more, and I was like, this is crazy what 14 pounds is. Yeah. It's weird. So... You know, that's something, too, that people can do is if you're trying to lose body fat, lose a little bit and then throw on some ankle weights that weigh that. And you're going to yes. be like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. And do it in a small enough amount that you're not thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. You know, if you're like, oh, I'm doing an extra five pounds and that's what you're thinking about the whole workout. Don't do that. Do an extra pound so you forget about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then you like it's it's amazing how much those little things can do. It is. And I don't know why this popped in my head, but formerly obese people are so freaking strong yeah because they were carrying they around were all that around they lose the weight and all of a sudden they're out squatting 600 pounds well yeah because they've been squatting 600 pounds for the last 20 years for a long time it's really cool sure yeah so yeah it is awesome that's a little off subject no it's um, good so strength mm-hmm. endurance gear no yeah strength shooting and gear, gear. yeah yeah my gear has evolved a lot over time. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, what, like, what do you run? What do you do? So I, you know, being the first time I was like, okay, I'm just going to get decent stuff that, but I'm not going to break the bank, you know? And I'd already mm-hmm. kind of had some stuff that I pieced together. Like I had some mag pouches that I'd done some training with. They're like uncle Mike's. You yeah. remember all the uncle Mike yep. stuff? Yep. Like I found, I actually like them after I've, um, ran them quite a bit. They look kind of cheap and everything, but they've been really, really good for me. Um, they don't even, none of my stuff really fits on my belt correctly. It's not like, yeah. uh, belt stuff, you know, for, uh, like, a, I guess, what would you call that? Like a battle belt or a Molly mm-hmm. belt or something like that, you know, like a duty belt, I guess is what, yeah. what kind of the right term would be. But I just kind of made it work. My holster has, a. It's like a regular belt mount, like a leather belt that you'd wear with your pants. And so I was able to just take that back off and then put it around the belt and screw yep. it back on. Yeah. So I just tried to piece it together. You know, kind of my my mindset what for the first one was like, well, I'm not going to buy a bunch of gear if I don't yep. know what to expect and what's going to be best anyway. Yeah. So put together what I can, buy the things that I need, and then once I go down and compete, I'll know what I need and yeah. I can and I can get it from there, you know. So I kind of pieced together what I could. I did um, have to, I did have to buy a belt. I didn't have a belt like that, so I bought a belt like that, and it was just a, you know, a relatively cheap one off Amazon. Nothing. It's that uh, Molly though belt, right? It is Molly. Yeah, that's a sweet belt. And I love uh, the clip, the buckle on it, mm-hmm. and then when you kind of bend it back, you can fit everything yeah. into those Molly clips. That's a sweet belt. Yeah, so there, it, and it has the Velcro, you know, the Velcro belt underneath that you can yeah, put the on inner, too. the mm-hmm. inner belt. So I think it was like, a, I think the company's like Crydex or something. Like, honestly, it's probably an airsoft yeah. thing, you know, an yeah. airsoft belt or whatever. But it worked fine. I think I'll probably stick with that belt. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, so on my belt, I had a mag pouch that held three AR mags. 
And then on the outside of that, there was three pistol mags kind of all in the same thing. And then behind that, I had this other, that Uncle Mike's Kydex um, mag pouch. And that holds two pistol um, mags. Yeah. And then some courses we had to load out more AR mags than that because I only had the three. So I just threw them in my pockets. Yeah. Um, it's far. And then I had a, I had a, like a junk bag or whatever, you know, like a, yeah, the, what are those called? You can just throw empty mags in or whatever, like a, a dump pouch. Dump, yeah. yeah. I had one of those there again, just bought it off Amazon. Yeah. And then I had my, uh, pistol and just used the holster that I'd had. I am going to switch that up because it actually, that leather, I could feel it rubbing on my hip all, okay. all week or yeah. the, the whole time. And I have a big bruise right there from it. Oh, really? It. So I'm going to switch that up, and I think I can probably just get an actual Molly, you know, yeah. one of those plastic clips or whatever that I can yeah. put on the holster, That's use the cool. same holster, because I, I like that holster. What is that holster? It is a Safari Land. I don't know what the model is, but it doesn't have any... It clicks in, so yeah. there's some... Um, retention. Retention there, but it's not like a button retention. You know, there's no yeah. button release or anything like that. Which... It just pops in. I thought that they were going to require... A certain level of retention. It it says that yeah in the rules after I because I've been reading on up on the sniper challenge. It yeah. says that, but I think that they count that as retention as long as, as it clicks in. Yeah. Yep. So to where it's like that kydex and it. I mean, technically, retention is just pressure coming back onto it. Yeah. I just figured in my mind it's got to be like the level two or the level three. You know, you like push really, a button yeah, and, I'm going to be running mm-hmm. around. We don't want our gun plopping out on the ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was wrong. I, I And I'm glad that I was because I, I like the other holsters more. And I actually tighten mine down more than I would in like a yeah. regular training, you know, because you have usually retention screws and stuff on those, both on that, that Kydex mag pouch and also the, the holster. So I had them quite a bit more than I would regularly. Yeah. But I didn't have any problems losing anything and... You know, as long as you train with that, you know that you have to, yeah. you know, kind of pull up pretty hard on your, on your pistol or whatever. To and your out. adrenaline pumps a little bit and it, you don't even really notice it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I like what you said about pockets. That's something that's really important. Like you don't have to go out and buy a $500 setup to go to the tactical games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that money is better spent on ammunition. Um, at least in the beginning, just practicing, um, we have pockets. We can throw magazines yeah. in them. Uh, most of them, you don't have to retain your magazines, so they stay on the ground. The ones that you do, at least in my experience, you haven't had a lot of magazines to retain, so you throw them in your pocket and then you go on a run. Yeah, that's what I that's what I did on the that run yeah. one actually is, which it was kind of wasn't the greatest because I had like three or four AR mags and through, you know, and the yeah. Glock mags too, all in that. So it was bulky, Yeah. but I mean, some, it's not going to be comfortable doing a no. lot of this stuff. So you just gotta, yeah. you just gotta, very true. It, you know, and yeah. I did feel one thing I was glad I took down is I took down a pair of pants, their pants that I use for hunting, Yeah. but they have zippered all of the pockets, like the upper pockets are all zippered pockets. And then the cargo pockets have a flap over them that button. Yeah. So I was able to zip stuff shut as I cool. was retaining stuff. I liked that a lot. And then it had integrated knee pads, which was yeah. a lifesaver. Like cool. I didn't have to think about my knees once. And so I like that. You know, you can yeah. just jump down in a kneeling position or whatever you need to do to shoot. And 
um, we had one stage where we were doing the, the burpees yeah. and I could, there were some brutal rocks on that. Even with the pads, I could feel some of the rocks, but I didn't have to worry about it as much because of those That's knee cool. pads. So I felt like that was a, something that I took away that I'm going to continue to do. Yeah, I like that. Is there, cause like my, my pants don't have that. There's probably some sort of thin knee pads on Amazon or something, right? That you just kind of put underneath your pants. That might be something people could look at. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could, I mean, shoot, you, if you can train with them well, you could probably find a, a knee pad that you could just, yeah, slide over. You know, it's got yeah. a sleeve or something. Yeah. And if it's tight enough that it's not falling down all the time, you can slide it over. But I, I know that they're, so these were Sitka pants, you know, so they're kind of, they're kind of expensive, but yeah. they're like just integrated there's like a Velcro pouch in the knee, so then you don't That's have cool. to worry about it moving around. But I have seen you can find some pretty decently priced tactical pants or even work pants yeah. that have integrated knee pads. Oh, okay. So I mean, you don't, you know, I don't think that it has to be a real high end pair of pants. I've seen some others that have that same kind of thing in it. So that's cool. I it's funny we saw you have those. We talked about it. I didn't even think about getting any, and then now we're talking about it. I'm like that would be nice. Yeah. The burpees did. I think I've got little bruises on my knees. Yeah. I even got a couple, you know, like the, the pad was off to the side or whatever and a rock got me. Those freaking hurt. Some hardcore person's listening. They're like, bunch of sissies. whannies. <laughs> Talking about knee pads in the tactical games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's just fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was. Um, so let's just go through some of the workouts really quick. Cool. Right, I see, I keep saying workouts because that's more of my background. Well, and on gear. Um, oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Sorry, I guess the other finish. thing, while we're <clears throat> while we're there, the other thing would just be a plate carrier. Yeah. And those can be you know so the vest has to weigh fifteen pounds. Um, I bought a pair of plates and then I needed to add more weight, so I went and bought some of some of the uh, wheel weights that have got the sticky back on them, and just that's smart. Stuck those to it, and so. It can be pretty inexpensive. You could probably even get, you could go to a metal place probably yeah. and cut out the exact weight you need and throw that in there and you'd be good to go. So we're going to do that with Are you? The, and have them cut. Oh yeah. That'd be tactical. awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is an admission. And if tactical games, people are listening, just know I'm not very good. So I didn't podium. So it doesn't matter. Um, I put little sandbags in mine. Yeah. Well, I was moving my vest the other day and I was like, one of these sandbags is smaller than the other. It ripped open during the competition. Oh, really? And just was slowly leaking out. Now it was probably like yeah. a half a pound maybe. And yeah. I think my vest already weighed more than that. So maybe I was fine anyways. But, you know, gear, knowing your gear and knowing what's okay. Mm-hmm. I obviously had a little tiny sandbag that wasn't good enough. So it, it broke. And, you know, is that it's little, but I, I don't feel good about it. You know, like... It is what it is. Yeah. I didn't podium. It's different. Yeah. But um, something, too, that was popping in my head while we were on that run, I, I went outside the lines a couple times on accident. I was like, oh, it's a good thing I'm not Those very, lines were hard to yeah. see. But I'm like, it's a good thing Some I'm not very good at this because uh, if I was more in, like, a podium position, I, I'd feel bad. Hmm. But I didn't. No, I, I think I did actually feel a little bad, but it's, it wasn't you, like you I probably cut you a probably line. went outside the line and got more distance probably. than less. Probably, I was surprised they didn't have somebody back there looking. Oh yeah, like somebody totally could have cut. Did Trent on the? Did you hear Trent talk no. about the guy that? So you know how Trent was out uh, taking pictures. Taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, he said there was one guy that had just gotten lost completely, and he's kind of like looking around, like 
where to go. Yeah, where to go. I don't remember exactly the story, but I mean, I don't know how long he was running. Yeah. He might have been like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. This is the longest course I've ever been on. That's crazy. It was hard. I mean, you had to really be, I felt like, watching where you go. You know, I mean, it yeah. was pretty well marked, but, but I there liked were some spots. Some of the weirdly steep parts uh-huh. and some that one big, huge one where you pretty much you just could easily down. fall down the hill or slide yeah. down it. I love that stuff. Yeah. Because that's, that's kind of real life. Like, hey, you're running. Yes. You going to go around? No. Are you always going to be running down a highway on yeah. pavement and asphalt? Yep. No, you're not. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, it, it was a fun It was a fun course. That was like my, when I saw that there was that run, I was like, yes. That's like, cool. That's, that's what I like to do. Yeah, so mine was the opposite. It was fun. <laughs> it's good. So, but I'm trying to think what yeah, else I mean, as far as gear goes. I mean, we can just look over um, here. So uh, you don't need mag pouches because you've got pockets. You do need a plate carrier. And that that is one where I would tell people... You know, don't don't go the cheapest. You also don't need to go spend three hundred dollars on a vest. But <clears throat> I've had a vest that was very cheap, and it it was a piece of crap, and it was very uncomfortable. That's what I was gonna say. Do you say? Do you think it? You say it's a piece of crap from it didn't hold up standpoint, or it was just uncomfortable was just and you uncomfortable. didn't like it. It probably would have held up just fine because mm-hmm. it was probably overbuilt, and that's why it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Just very awkward. It didn't tightened your body one thing i really like about the 511 vests is it's got the elastic that comes mm-hmm. around uh, i do that t-rex one now because it was just the most low profile one that i could find mm-hmm. um but there's so many different i mean blackhawk makes one now that's pretty nice um rogue makes a couple that are nice and there again, I mean you, you can try the amazon yep. stuff absolutely you know order something from amazon let it get to your house and yeah. try it on. If you don't love it, send it back and yeah. return it. Which is, you know, I mean, what I did on the first games, like, like you had said, I didn't know if I was going to really like it. I didn't know. So I didn't go all out. Mm-hmm. Then once I found out I liked it, I was like, okay, we can budget this in a little bit more. And yeah, you know, there's a few things that I'd like to get. I think that's the important part right there is not thinking you have to have the best stuff oh, yeah. right out the gate. No. Well, uh, there was a guy in our heat, and he's like, I'm just running a red dot here today, guys. Like, um, I know there's going to be some long shots, but I'm just running a red dot. I'm like, sweet, mm-hmm. you're here. That's the important part. And it was cool. He probably said that with a little bit of you know, self-consciousness because I don't know why else he would have said it. Nobody was like, yeah, bro, I can't believe you're just running a red dot. He was yeah. like, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, curious to see how you shoot. Like, that's all, if you're hitting that 200 yard target with a red dot, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and I saw a lot, there's a lot of people that had red dots. It was, yeah. there's a lot of people that ran stock, yeah, whatever rifles, you know. Yep. I mean, it, and a lot of those people did just as well, if not better, than some of the people that oh, were yeah. running high end stuff, you know. Yeah. It, I do think, because I kind of, was like, oh, you know, I'll just run an AR I have sitting at home. Yeah. I'll run a, a stock Glock. That's what I like anyway. But, yeah. you know, which was fine, you know, and and really was fine. Like, oh, yeah, was great. But then when you come away, if you want to do it again, then you can take those things and say, okay, I, I want to get some different, you know. Like I came away and on my uh, pistol, I'd, I'd like to get... I want to get a different trigger yep. and get different sights, yep. you know, 
Yeah. I just think that that would help a little bit. Yeah. Not necessary, but I think it would help. So, you know, that's something that you can do after you go and figure it out. You don't need to spend a ton of money to get into it. I agree. Madison Armory has a, is yours a Gen 4? Yeah. They've got Gen 4 Geisley Glock triggers. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw them yesterday. I'll have to go check it out. Pretty sweet. I mean, they're, I think like $85, $85, something like that. that's not bad. But they they looked cool. That's all that matters. I love it. Well, there's nothing wrong with a Geisley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, So, we have pockets. You need a holster. But it doesn't have to be on a belt. I mean, okay, a belt that goes around your That's true. You could wear a leather belt. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a battle belt. Mm -hmm. Um, You do have to have a plate That might actually be comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just throw a regular belt on. I don't know. There's nothing else. I mean, you need a pistol and a rifle, and then mm-hmm. they need to fall within within the rules, which one cool thing that I've really appreciated about the people who run the tactical games is they leave it up to you as far as, like, no one's ever asked me about a silencer. Mm-hmm. I have the paperwork just in case, but no one's ever asked because it's up to you. I mean, ultimately, in life and in America with the flag in the background. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's up to us anyways. And, and I appreciate that they do leave that up to the individual. They're not asking for yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Check-in was pretty simple. Like, you know, like they weigh your vest. They they were weighing guns. I didn't know. Is there like a weight limit? Okay. I didn't. I think no, they I didn't were. see that. Now that I'm thinking that, maybe not. Unless they were just but comparing someone's gun. Maybe. But the, the muzzle device does matter. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you can't have a brake, a muzzle brake, which if no one knows... What that I, I don't even really know what that is. I it helps with recoil, but it shoots the gases off to the side. And so if you're yeah. neck and neck with someone on the shooting line, it it can like that percussion. They that, get the gas. Yeah, and the gas. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On mine, I just had it's called a flash can. Yeah. So it doesn't have any holes or anything in the side. It just puts everything out the front. That's cool. And they were great with that, you know. Yeah. And, um, I just had you know my rifle was nothing special it was literally a psa kit gun yeah. you know and and ran fine psa palmetto mm-hmm. that's awesome yep they, on an on they, an i like their stuff. on an anderson lower that's cool i uh i even i kind of a little bit and this has nothing to do with the tactical games but you always see the posts on you know in those ar groups of guys like bagging on it and stuff yeah but it's interesting because i've seen some other ones where they're this one in particular i'm thinking of there was, you know, everybody was talking about whether they like Palmetto or don't like it or whatever, you know. Yeah. And this guy got on. He's like, I own a shooting range in Las Vegas, and we track every round out of each gun that gets shot, and yeah. our, you know, to know what our maintenance is going to be and everything else. And he's like, out of, he's like, we shoot, we've shot everything over the years, and he's like, as far as manufacturers go, and yeah. he's like, Palmetto holds up just as well if not better than a lot of the other brands. You That's know? awesome. So I was just curious, and I'll probably keep running that just because I'm curious of the reliability. If I'm going to yeah. use that as a home defense gun and anything Absolutely. else, I want to know if it's going to be able to perform. Yeah. And so far it has. I didn't yeah. have one. I had one, uh, just a, a round that was a dud. Yeah. You know, when I was shooting. Oh, so, so you know, pop that out and good to go. And But no mishaps at all with my gun, either That's of cool. them. So it was good. When we were shooting through the square target, mm-hmm. uh, my recoil, I guess, is such that 
the slide kept hitting that. So okay. I malfunctioned a ton, hmm. like probably five times. It was kind of crappy, but it, that's, what's great is you learn. Yeah. Do you think it was the front sight hitting it? Oh, it could have been. Maybe like hooking up on it or something. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. I just figured it, you know, my wrists were flipping up enough that it was hitting that and, oh. and, and causing it to malfunction enough. Um, which maybe, maybe that's actually like the case against, you know, that, that gun's kind of a competitive shooting gun out mm-hmm. of the box. Maybe that's a case against it a little bit. You know, it, their slide does just enough. And so know. if you get that out of whack at all, but like a Glock's just going to shoot, uh, an M and P is just going to shoot. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I, I saw people with all sorts of guns, yeah. you know, and so yeah, I saw a lot of Glocks. I saw a lot of, you can't go I, wrong I with saw some M and P's and yeah, that's, I, I, when I first started shooting pistols, the Glock was the last one that I wanted to buy. Like I bought some, uh, I, you know, bought all the XDs, some of those yeah. and, and shot a lot of M and P's and I shot 1911s and stuff. And then I bought a Glock. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of bought it because it was like one of those gun, you know, gun grab shortage things. Yeah. And that's kind of all that was, you know, there was one available. So I bought it and I was like, I don't even really want to buy this thing, but whatever, you know, I, yeah. I'm going to buy something. They've been my favorite by far. Yeah. Like that's all I have now besides cool. 1911s. They're so. simple. Yeah. Um, I, when I, I got a 17 and then wanted more of compact mm-hmm. and so I sold it and got a 19 and uh, still have that same 19 <clears throat> but I got like way into Glock I started listening to uh, the autobiography of, or the the biography oh, of yeah. Gaston Glock and yeah he's still alive right I think so so the guy who made Glocks and this is a crazy story so it was the Austrian government uh, the military was up for a new contract of firearms and he goes he heard about it and he had manufactured like furniture parts, like hmm. curtain rods and stuff. And he goes, I can do that. I'll, I'll get the, I'll get the contract. This guy's like, you don't even know anything about firearms. He's like, no, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Hmm. So I think the Glock 17 was called 17 cause there were 17 parts. Correct. I Only 17 parts. Don't in, know for sure. It, this I've heard some be, of that. I yeah, think this so. This could but be I don't know totally sure. wrong and I can fact check myself later but i think it only has 17 parts in the entire gun so it's Mm. very very simple and you know it was going up against just i guess more all the good stuff yeah Yeah. all the good stuff colts probably and everything else but you know they've done so many tests they've frozen them in ice and shoot them out and then they still shoot and they throw them out of airplanes and they run over them with tanks and they just run yeah it's crazy they're they're cool and they're kind of like the ar-15 of pistols or AR-15 of, yeah, mm-hmm. you can just Barbie them up however you want. All yeah. the companies make all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But, I mean, that being said, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. Like, and after there was that, uh, that was that an STI that that guy had for raffle or whatever? Or what was it? No. Yeah, it was, it was a little different company, but oh my goodness. Yeah, the, the 2011. Like, yeah. after handling those, I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. But, you know. Yeah. Those are sweet. Yeah. The the SIG that you're running, the Legion, that yeah. thing's sweet. I mean, there's just yeah. so many good guns now. Yeah, there they really are. So. Well, in those 2011s, um, there's a company called Staccato. Mm-hmm. And it's not their lowest end gun, but they're, 
they're kind of mid-level, it, it's 2000 mm-hmm. And then once you move up to the next one, like their competitive one, yeah. it's like $4,600. Mm. So it's not even a little jump. It's a big jump. Kind of goes from like a, a carry type gun into like the yeah the think, co- competition that has all the stuff magwell yeah. and all yep. the stuff on it. Their P model is like their duty weapon. Like they're trying to get it into police departments, mm-hmm. and I think they're doing a pretty good job. And it's a sweet gun. Hmm. Like, well, that's something innovation wise. Trying to tie this into business as well. Innovation is so cool. The 1911 is old, so, so then someone goes. I really like the 1911, but I wish it held more rounds. So what do they do? Re-engineer the grip. Yeah. That's it. Build it. And then they built it. And then you hold on to that thing. You're like, this is just so yeah. good. Yeah. And it holds it's 20 rounds. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And not once in the tactical games did we need 20 rounds in a magazine. So, you know, that's something else. I ran 20-round mags. I've never done oh, that yeah. before. I ran it every single one. I never had a 30-round mag. Hmm. Which is so un-American of me. <laughs> yeah, what the heck. Yeah. yeah. I did two on the AR. That's all I ran was 20s and then just whatever the Glock mags are, 15, I think, or whatever. Yeah. The one thing that I I think that I will stick with the Glock for maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I love not having all the things to, you know, all of the safeties and everything yeah. else as far as external safeties and stuff yep. like that to have to manipulate. manipulate. You load it and it's ready to go. Yeah. You know, and so... <clears throat> In my mind, obviously, that's a training thing. If you train yeah. with something that you're going to be competing with, then it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah. But just in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I forget to take the safety off, maybe that's a couple seconds. But I'll get a staccato it's training. It's when, training. I, when I make it in the stock market. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I mean, really, like, I think we've kind of hit on this a lot now. You don't have to go out and buy the nicest belt and the nicest plate carrier and the the STIs and like you know just go have fun. Mm-hmm. And if it's something you like, then dive. Like I'm I'm all you know me. Like if <laughs> yeah. I like it, I'm gonna dive. Yeah. But I gotta like it. So go go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just jump in a little bit into the workouts, into the battles? Let's do it. And then yeah, we're yeah we ought to we ought to review a couple of them. That'd be yeah, fun because. N- Usually people don't really know. You see pictures and you see some videos. Yeah, I had no idea going yeah. into it. it well, it's kind of like us in the sniper challenge right now. We actually don't know. Yeah. Because there's not that much information out there showing. You can go watch videos, but it only shows a couple long range shots and some people running. So I don't know. Well, and it's kind of funny too, because you don't even know how many rounds to, like with the sniper yeah. challenge, they don't have that post anymore. So it's funny too, because the Jake, I think was the guy that was sending us emails from yeah, the Jake Mid- Mitzel. Yeah. Something like that. And so, which that kind of stuff drives me crazy. Cause I want to know what to plan for, you know, yeah. like how much of this should I take? How much time is, you know what I mean? Like I just kind of plan yeah. ahead a little bit. And so I actually sent him an email and I'm like, okay, like, do you have like a, an outline or something? So I know like what to plan on for the day yeah. or like round counts or whatever. And like, I heard nothing back. He's like, which welcome like, to the tactical yeah, exactly. games which you is better like, just be prepared. You go and you're like, well, yeah, of course he's not going to yeah. go back, you know, like that's part of it is showing yeah. up and you know, they do, I think they did send us what the round count was a little bit before so we could bring yeah. enough, but yeah. So they'll tell you uh, how many to bring. So they said bring 200 to 250 of pistol, 250 of rifle. Mm-hmm. So then you just know, all right, it's going to fall within that. And I don't even know how many we actually shot. 
Um, I was thinking. I mean, I guess I don't think it was 200 of each. So let's see. But uh, we'll just do the rifle really fast. So 33 plus 32. So 55. People are like, we're doing math on the show. <laughs> uh, plus 18. 73, I think. <laughs> <laughs> plus 45. Oh, shoot. Let's see. That'd be. Like 118, I think, something like that. Plus 48. And we don't have to be perfect here. 166. And 36. 200, basically. Sweet. Oh, so we shot 200 rounds 200. of... Yeah. Around Close 200 rounds. So they'll, they'll at least tell you... And like, pistol was probably a little bit less than that, honestly. Yeah. Because there were some of those rounds that we loaded up, like 15 rifle and 10 pistol. Yeah, that's true. So anyway. But yeah, yeah. let's run through some of the workouts and just... Talk about, about yeah. it a little bit. Did you have a favorite one? Like, was there one that really stuck out that... I actually think my favorite one was the the sled pole. Okay. And what else was in that sled pole? I actually... They showed that I got docked on that for one of the sled poles. I don't know why. That's weird. But I don't know. Um, so there was the sled pole, and then was that the one with the stone that you had to carry? Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah then, I... and then you run to the other range and shoot. Is that how it was? Yeah. That was yeah. our very first one, right? Okay. I think so. I also liked the 24-minute one. Yeah. So we can go through them really I liked quick. that one, too. So there was one called Mountain Town, and uh, it, it's actually, it'd be too much to just read, but there were the the uh, three, essentially, holes that you'd go through. There was the square hole, there was a rectangular hole, and then you'd go from the top of the barricade. Okay, yeah. So there's a yeah. So there's basically a piece of plywood with holes yeah. cut in it. That's yeah. what you got to shoot through. Yep. Mm -hmm. So athletes go and pick up farmer carries. You farmer carry a little bit. You do sandbags over the yokes, and then you go shoot. And that firing sequence changed from the square to the rectangle to the top of the barricade, and you had to do that with the rifle and the pistol. Yeah. And so it'd be like three rounds. So you would do a round. So you would do the farmer carry, throw the sandbags over, go farmer carry back and shoot everything through the square. Yeah. And then you would farmer carry again, sandbags over the yoke, farmer carry back, shoot everything through the right, the rectangle. Yeah. We were shooting rifle first, pistol, rifle and, and pistol. The entire competition was rifle first and then pistol. Yeah. It, I haven't had that in the past. Hmm. It has been per battle where they've said, okay, you're going to shoot pistol and then rifle or hmm. vice versa. So I actually liked that. It took some of the thinking out of it. I just know that it's rifle and then pistol on every battle. That was one of the things that I think coming to CrossFit would help me too is remembering. Because in CrossFit you're doing, you know, you go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. That was hard for me to remember yeah. like, okay, First, it's the the order of everything, you yeah. know, like, okay, first it's the farmer carry, then it's the sled pull, you know, or whatever, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I'm so visual, too. I'll go to the battle brief, yeah. and I'm like, I, but then I'll go watch it, you know. Hey, what's the mm -hmm. loadout? Okay, now I'm good. I just have to see it. Yeah, that's how I was, too. I had to make sure I was early to each of them to watch yeah. a round or two of it. Yeah, which is part of the community as well. Just go cheer some people on. Yeah, and hang so out. much fun. It is fun. Um, I also liked the vendor village. I wish there was more. Like, yeah, more vendors. Just the thousands and thousands of listeners who are listening to this. <laughs> just, I, I, you know, come out because 
it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I love the vendor stuff. Just and and seeing the new, like Blackhawk was actually there, and they have a new holster out. So I was talking with a buddy of ours, with Joseph, and he was talking about that holster. Oh, I'm like, well, that's cool. Like you know, people know this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then you get to go and you get to see it and talk about it. And there was that charity that was giving away or raffling, not definitely yeah. a giveaway, um, raffling. I wonder how much that went for. The last, the last one that I saw, and it was towards the end of the second day. There, it was five grand. Even. Sweet, good, good. Because um, it's a forty-two hundred dollar gun, so you yeah. want to see it go for like eight thousand dollars. I think they could have made more money if they would have done an actual raffle with tickets. True. I think they would have made Very a ton true. of money. Yeah, the silent auction was hard because, mm-hmm. well, one, I silent auction, you kind of, I thought I've never done an auction before. I kind of thought it would be. Um, you wouldn't know other people's bids. Yeah, that was kind of interesting too. But technically, you could just look at the paper and be like, okay, uh, 3201, 3202. Yeah. I wonder if anybody did that at the end. I don't know. They did in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It was hmm. the very first one was written, and then the next one was a dollar over. Yeah. So, I mean, it almost kind of sucks for the charity that whoever that first person was that put it down. Yeah. It's kind of setting person. the, yeah. kind of setting it. Hmm. Yeah, I think but, they would have done better with a raffle, you know, because yeah. a lot of those people, they're not going to put down a $5,000 bid, but putting in 20 bucks for a chance at that thing, like no. everybody there would have done it. Very true. You know, so. Bravo Actual was the supplement company that was there. They've been to everyone that I've been to. Oh. And they're, they they seem cool. I bought their sleep stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, all business, right? Someone was like, yeah. hey, here's a niche. Let's fill it. And they do good. And they give some of that extra, they give some of their money to uh, veterans, uh, like a veterans charity. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, it was good. Was there some of the other ones you've gone to? Has there been more vendors or about mm-hmm. that same amount? No, I actually think that was the most oh, that really? I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second one that we went to had two. A drink, oh, like uh, the the drinks that all the judges had. I don't remember what they're called, hmm. but they were there. And then there was a company, which is also cool. Um, sunglasses on hats. You know, sometimes you can't wear sunglasses because it hits the brim of your hat. Mm-hmm. So this guy just cuts it out. He notches it. I don't remember what the company's called, but they notch their hats and then they sell them in different, you know, like low notch, high notch, whatever. So your glasses fit inside of your notch on your hat. Oh, okay. You can pull your hat down uh-huh. more. So then gotcha. Britain text, texts me in the during the competition. He goes, hey, if they're down there, can you get a hat for for uh, our brother-in-law? Oh. I was like, well, that's just cool. Mm, like That is cool. He saw it one time. He put it on. He bought one. He liked it. Now he wants to get it for other people. Mm-hmm. Add value. And just a simple idea from the guy that's making that. He cut it out with a knife probably, and then he's like, let's patent this. Yeah. And then, yeah, find somebody to manufacture yep. it, and off you go. Yeah. So cool and we met um i want to I'll, I'll just say the guy who invented a trigger but then i want to find his name because yeah. i want to talk about him miles miles yeah okay do you know his last name um he's in my I phone as miles trigger <laughs> so no let me pull him up because i yeah, give him it a shout just, out because um, just uh, so so cool. That was a. <clears throat> uh, got my. Yeah, I apparently had. More I was messaging him on Facebook. That's awesome. Or like he had commented on something, shared 
Oh yeah, that was really him. nice of him. It was. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but yeah, it's we're planning on talking to him on the podcast, so it'll be yeah, hopefully next week. Gillette, yeah, sweet Miles Gillette, and yeah, like we talked about that yesterday with the networking. Yeah, and just cool. Yeah, to like he was one of the ones too that was just cool to see what he'd done, mm-hmm. and had you know and he wasn't even there like as a vendor or anything like that he no. was there judging yep but he'd brought some of his stuff and was just showing stuff yeah people his triggers because he was excited about it well and he didn't even show it to me i saw it laying on the table i was like hey guys just curious like, oh really what is this on the table yeah he didn't say anything huh and then he's like well that's actually uh i invented that trigger I'm like what this is this is awesome yeah um that someone's there judging that invented a whole trigger system. Yeah. And then licensed it out. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk gonna, about all that. It'd be good to get his whole story on that. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't, I don't know much of it, but I want to. Yeah. And I want him to be so insanely successful. Mm-hmm. You're willing to go out and make something like that happen. Yeah. And what is it? It adds value to people. Yeah. I just wish that I had a gun that would aim itself. Yeah, no kidding. That's what I need. <clears throat> yeah. That's, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't worried about the AR shooting at all. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, this will be cake, you know? Because everything was, well, and I guess shooting distances, we could talk about that a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. But, you know, ARs, I think the furthest we shot was 100 yards was, you know. Yep. Which, I mean. Yeah. Great. You know. So, but you're zeroed well, in. I have, so yeah. And I have a one to six power scope, I think, yeah. or something like that. But. Just being under stress like that and yeah. being, you know, having your heart rate elevated and everything else. My, my yeah. shooting was terrible. Well, and, and your heart rate's <laughs> elevated, your respiratory rate is elevated, and you're standing mm-hmm. on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, people aren't seeing my head go around in circles. Like, <laughs> it's actually tough to shoot. So much fun. Yeah. Like all, I keep saying, just fun. You know, you're, you're on, so it's like, you know, tink. And then... One time you're on twice. I was like, tink, tink, because you just know that you're you're good. Yeah. And then you hit that steel. It just sounds so good. You just, you're waiting for it. <laughs> Hits it. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was good. But I, I was surprised that it was that hard to shoot, you know, yeah. you know, as far, and not hard, just that I need to work on that. Yeah. Which tackling those weaknesses, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. And that's mm-hmm. in everything, even in business. Find your weakness and either hire someone in that place or tackle it yourself. Yep. Um, same in fitness. Same in nutrition. Like, my my weakness is just overeating, so I just limit myself on how many hours in the day I can eat now. Yeah. And just stuff like that. Yeah. I think the important thing is is just making the effort. You know, like like we kind of talked about yesterday when when they say go, like it's time to go. Yeah. Whether you can, a lot of that stuff, like I, I mean, I've done similar stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know exactly how to do necessarily, but you just got to figure it out on the fly. Same with business. You yeah. know, when it's time to go, you just, you just go and you yeah. figure it out as you go and you make it happen. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to, in a real, say battle scenario or whatever, which hopefully we're never in a battle scenario, yeah. but people don't have all the answers, Mm-mm. you know, I mean, you're just, you're always moving forward and, and making it happen as you're doing that. So it was a yeah. good illustration of that too. I feel like. Yeah. And people like Shay just step up to the plate and do it. 
Yeah. Like, it was cool. She said, hey, I'd like to do the tactical games sometime. Next thing I know, she signed up for it. That's way cool. So cool. She mm-hmm. gets down there, and she just does it. Like, it was, it, was, it was cool. And who knows how many people were in that same exact boat. You know, it might have been that <clears throat> guy that talked about his red dot. It, that might have been, like, just the scratching the surface, and he's really like, I'm so freaking nervous to be here right now. I don't want to be here. I'm scared. I'm, you know. Yeah. And then just did it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. The tactical games, they are hard. And it's very uncomfortable. Like, all of it. You know, because you're in yeah. uncomfortable positions, and you're on, in the dirt, and you're breathing in the dirt, and you're all the stuff. But everybody down there did it. Something I found interesting... Um, were you there when the the guy was talking to the the new guy, the new guy? That's rude. <laughs> the the new guy, and uh, he was like, "Just wait till tomorrow. There's a lot of people that are going to drop out." Mm-hmm. And then there was. Was there a lot? I um, wondered that because in that in the heat, two heats after us, yeah, there was that one guy that was competing by himself because all all the, the people day. in his heat. So I mean, that's four people out of one heat that dropped out. Yeah, or out of one battle group. In our division, I think was there about sixty, and then ended the up first day, 53? and I think there were fifty-four or something like okay, that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I know, guess seven, six. seven people, six mm-hmm. people, and I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay that they did. I mean, um, it was a pretty, like, it was a it was a pretty elevated level of fitness. I feel like yeah. like it wasn't, you know, you do have to train to go and yeah. be able to do that. Like the. Um, the last one we were doing, you had to lift in, what was this carry oh, yeah. called? Zercher. Where you put it right here? Zercher carry, yeah. front rack, overhead. Yeah. How much weight do you think that was? We're, those were 45s, right? So yeah. you're 90, and then what do you think that yeah. bar weighed, 20 pounds? Yeah, yeah, probably about 20. So 110 pounds? I mean, mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, that's significant. That's a decent amount of weight to be doing that stuff with. Did you make it to the extra rounds? Yeah, I did... So I did two down and back overhead. Yeah. And then my guy and I was like hurting. Yeah. And my guy was like, hey, there's some strategy here. You're getting one point for that or you can save your energy and go do burpees and get five points for that. That's cool. So then I just stopped after that. I did the two rounds and then I just stopped and waited to go do burpees. That's cool. I just wanted to get to the extra round and just overhead because that's... Like that weight is okay for me. Yeah. And so that was fun. I actually enjoyed getting to do some bonus. Like that was kind of fun. For me, that's a win. Mm-hmm. So, and then those for burpees sure. were really hard for me. I need to burpee and run. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was at the very end. So that the burpees were the last thing that we did. It was dusty. Mm-hmm. We're right down there sucking dust because oh, yeah. it was windy and gusty yeah. and everything. And it was the hottest it had been, which was about 70, which doesn't sound like very hot, but yeah. we're going from 30, 40, well, 20, 30 degree weather down to 70 degree weather. It felt like the middle of summer down yeah. there to yeah. me, you know, oh, but yeah, it, was it was beautiful, hot. but yeah. it was, it was pretty warm. It is a pretty so, place. Anyway. But, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind living down there when I'm old. I know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is a cool place. Um, what, what are the just say two biggest takeaways and it could be in anything fitness life whatever just the two biggest takeaways that you got from competing in the tactical games i think uh i think everybody should sign up to compete in something yeah like you know 
like yep. going down, I was kind of like, well, I'll just go have fun and whatever you get in a, uh, and I've, I've seen this too with like races that I've run run and stuff like that. You get around those, you know, people that are fired up, it fires you up and it just kind of gives you some energy for yeah. life in general yep. that, uh, maybe you didn't have before, Yeah, you know, it's, it's exciting and it's fun. So I think, um, yeah, number one takeaway is just sign up for something and compete in it. And just compete against yourself. You're not yep. competing against other people. Uh, my other thing, my other takeaway. Mm, I don't know. Pr- that I need to practice more. I need to <laughs> practice more shooting. I need to practice more fitness. Yeah. And I need to run more. Yeah. But it was good because it gives me something to shoot for and I go yeah. to shoot for. The shooting on. for is important. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's just life. You know, if, if we're talking fitness here, just something, something you can achieve. Yeah. You know, you can go compete in the, in the tactical games. It doesn't mean we're going to do really well. I didn't, we, I didn't do, I don't do really well in the last three that I've done. Um, but I go Mm -hmm. and that, that's always been the goal is just go and finish it. Mm -hmm. And once I didn't like second day, one workout in felt like crap. And I just, I was like, well, I can either feel more like crap later if I go decimate my immune system a little bit more. And I chose not to. And then I regretted it afterwards. And I was like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. So this time I go down and it sounds so cheesy, but I was like, Navy SEAL. Like, no matter how I feel, mm-hmm. I will finish this. Yeah. And I actually kind of felt like crap. Like my, you know, my lungs were like, you can still hear it in my voice and everything. I did it anyways. And it just felt good. Knowing like I can do hard things. Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah. And that sure. translates to other things. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Well, once I gave up, I don't want to give up anymore. Yeah. Maybe one, maybe my other takeaway is be around good, like good people, like, you know, like find groups of people that are excited about something and yeah. go do that. You know, so how, I don't know. That how was can you cool. be around Trent and not be excited? Oh man, yeah. He's just. It was fun. Yeah, and, it was and fun. He um, brought his loader and he's loading mags for us, and we're all joking around. And it was just fun. A just a fun trip. Good time. How about you? You have two takeaways. You know, this one it was just a little different for me. I it was by far the the funnest one that I've done. Mm-hmm. But I think it's partly because I approached it from a negative split standpoint. So I was thinking the, the last half of my workout will be better than the first half. So I'm going to go out slow. That was my goal that made all of the workouts battles for at least me way more bearable. Hmm. Um, so it made it more enjoyable. And then I knew that I could go on to the next one and, and be okay. So I don't know if that's a takeaway, but it is a good strategy. Mm -hmm. Like I've, seen in judging a lot of CrossFit and regionals and stuff, you get people and they go out hot. You go out hot, you're just going to be done. Yeah. So that was good for me to have done it in the past, have gone out hot. And then this time, every single one, I negative split. That was, that was just a, I guess more of a win than a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, uh, you can remember more people than you think. Like, it was kind of cool to see people from a whole year ago that I haven't thought about in a year and be like, oh, Mendel. Yeah. That's cool. Can't believe I remember your name after a year. You know, but it's because 
I don't know. It's kind of like the whole you you fight like with somebody, not at against them, but like you're with them. Yeah. You're kind of in the dirt battling out things together. You just, I don't know. There's maybe like a weird little brotherhood or something that mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool. How did you just and how did you because you knew a lot of people down there. Yeah. Like was that did you help like judge well i guess you wouldn't no. have judged them so no. was it just standing around and talking to those people or whatever yeah. and getting to know them and yeah. they were in your heat or whatever or is that kind of how it was yeah okay cool cool that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> i wonder if that will even pick up on here um yeah i i enjoy talking to people so um that was good it was just good to see people after a whole year and to see people or to not see people that I thought would be there. Mm-hmm. And then you reach out and, hey, why weren't you there? Yeah. It's just kind of fun. Just a good community. I think you're spot on. Surround yourself with good people. Yeah. If life sucked, but you're around really good people, your life doesn't suck. Yeah, it doesn't suck anymore. So you could be malnourished and have no money. Be around good people. Everything's Haiti. Haiti's a great example. Some of the happiest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. They have nothing. But they wake up in the morning and are like, hey, do we have food today? We do? Cool. Yeah. Let's chill. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Surround yourself with good people. I like that. For sure. So. Okay. Well. Right on. Kind of hit it there. If anyone yeah. has any questions, they can reach out. We'd For love sure. to talk about it. Yeah. And we'd love to get a bigger group this next yeah. one to go than this last group. It yeah. was fun to, there was, so there was three of us that competed. There was about uh, like eight of us that went down yeah, or so, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it was cool that your, that your dad and Trent went down and took pictures. That was so, oh, yeah. that was so nice of them to do that and way cool. Yeah. Well, and then my um, wife was like, send those to me. Cause she wants to edit them, you know, so she hurries and yeah. throws them in and edits them gets them back to us and it was just it was pretty cool because it was you know usually you're waiting weeks to get pictures back Mm -hmm. you know if you do like the picture package or they're doing the videos or whatever it is you're waiting and that was kind of cool it was like hey you get professional grade photos here immediately yeah yeah so it 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 was nice but it it would be fun to have a bigger group you know well i think at least from here we are going to have a decent bigger group on the next one yeah cool yeah, um, we talked about him yesterday, Curtis. Mm-hmm. He's going to come. I, his wife might do it. I hope Kira doesn't listen to this. I'm going to build her an AR, so hopefully she'll do it. <laughs> She's going to listen. And like, you did what? No. That's funny. Um, cool. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. As always, it was fun. Yeah. I hope some people got something out of it. But Yeah, it's good. More than anything, I could keep talking for another 40 minutes just about it because it's fun. I know, you know, it is fun. Hit a two-hour episode. We have never done a two-hour episode. Back to, the, well, back to passion. Like, yeah. that's it, you know. It's, yeah. We're passionate about it, and it's fun. And yeah. So it's, it's you can just talk about stuff that you're passionate about all the time. And people should. So, so go start a business yeah. around something you're passionate about. Yeah, totally agree. So That's a good way to and we'll it. have And we'll have more to talk about. You know, yeah. we'll have, we've got the Sniper Challenge coming up. There's the one in Bend, Oregon coming up. And so there's, you know, there's more to talk about later on for yeah. sure with the same subject. So it'll, it'll be, be fun. It'll be great. Sweet. Okay. Well, thank you. Yep. Thank you. We'll have you a soon. good day. You too.